Welcome to week 28 of Gain and Retain University, and we are continuing our conversation about building collaborations that are positive for your business and for the person or people that you're collaborating with. And today we are going to talk about how to come to an agreement once you have selected who you would like to work with and they have accepted and you have uh, figured out exactly what you are going to do with your collaboration. So there's a few things that are really, really key here. And I'm going to go through five. And as always, if you have questions about these, or you want to know how they specifically apply to your collaboration opportunity, then send me a DM on Instagram at jessica.guzikowski, and I will do my best to try to walk you through it and make sure that you feel comfortable with it. So the first thing that is going to help you come to the agreement is shared objectives and goals. So I want you to discuss with your partner or partners what the overarching objectives and goals of the collaboration are, right? So are you looking to increase followers? Are you looking to increase sales? Are you looking to increase ticket value? Do you want to just move inventory? Are you hoping to gain new customers in your business and vice versa? What are both businesses hoping to achieve by working together? You need to ensure that the goals align and complement each other to create a mutually beneficial partnership, right? Because if you decide we're going to do a giveaway, okay, and one of the people who's participating in that giveaway says, well, my goal is to increase my sales, then you know right out of the gate that this person is not a good fit because giveaways, nine times out of 10, do not increase your sales. They increase your follower count and potentially future sales, but they're probably not going to give you an immediate return on sales. So either this person needs to be talked to and explained that that's typically not how giveaways turn out, right? So that they don't have false expectations going in, or it just needs to be, you know what, this is what the goal is for this giveaway. Our goal is to grow our followers, to grow our email list, whatever the goal is. And if that doesn't work for you, that's totally fine. Maybe this giveaway isn't a good fit for you and your business, right? And that's totally fine to have those conversations. And you can even have in mind before you go to pitch a collaboration to somebody, exactly what your ROI is going to be, return on investment, is going to be from this partnership so that you can then communicate that to them before you even start the discussion, right? That this is my collaborative idea and this is what I think we're going to get out of it, both of us, right? And so they can decide if that works for them or not. Then you need to think about roles and responsibilities. I cannot stress enough how important it is to define these from the beginning extremely clearly and to not be somebody who takes over everything, okay? Now, I say that with love because I am a control freak, okay? I don't like to control like every little thing in my house, but when it comes to creative projects, especially if I'm spearheading it, I have a really hard time letting go. I have a really hard time giving other people creative control, even though I know it's going to be beneficial. There are certain things that I just like to do myself, right? So, You want to refrain from that as much as possible because when other people have skin in the game, game, not the gain, (laughs) when other people have skin in the game, 
then they are more likely to continue to execute going forward, right? If they put time, effort, and energy into the collaboration. If you go to somebody and you say, this is the collaboration, you don't have to worry about anything, I'm going to do all the work because you feel either like you want to control it or you feel like, well, this person's too big to want to work with me, so I'm going to just tell them it's going to be easy, then they probably will not participate at the level that you want them to or need them to. Okay, so clearly define those roles and responsibilities for each business within the collaboration. You want to determine who is going to handle what tasks, the level of involvement that's required, and how the workload will be distributed. This ensures accountability and minimizes misunderstandings down the road. During this step, you can also figure out if you need to have uh, meetings. So if it's a small collaboration like a giveaway, then maybe you just need to have one meeting afterwards to kind of drill down and see how it went. If it is something bigger, like a product collaboration where you're building a new product, maybe you need to have a meeting every other week for a while. Maybe you need to do a meeting once a month, figure out what that is going to look like at minimum, and then also work in there that, you know, if we need to add additional meetings, we will. Next is going to be resource allocation and investment. So I want you to discuss the allocation of resources, right? So who is going to use their own resources for what, including financial investments, your manpower, which is your time, effort, and energy, and what commitments you are willing to take on, right? So again, this is a balance, right? Especially if there are financial investments involved. You need to determine how the costs and benefits of the collaboration will be shared, Be very transparent about budget constraints and resource limitations, right? So if you are going to somebody and you're pitching to them, hey, I want to launch a new product with you, but I only have $200 to spend. Then what you guys are going to put together in a collaboration is going to be much different than if you said, I have $5,000 to spend, right? And maybe this other person is comfortable putting in more money than you are, and maybe they're not. And it depends on this person, depends on where their business is at, where their finances are at, what their relationship with you is like. So you want to be transparent and you want to be fair. I am a firm believer that if you're going in on a new product where money needs to be invested in a significant amount, it must be 50-50 when you're doing a collaboration. If you are each going to be taking 50% of the profit, you each need to be paying for 50% of the product initially, right? You need to have equal investment in what is going on. If you allow the other person to not do that, then they are not going to do the amount of work that you expect or that you need from them. And then you are going to end up disappointed, frustrated, and maybe even angry, right? And we don't want that. We want collaborations to be setups for success on both sides. Okay, next. And this is the thing that people skip most often. I want you to use legal and contractual agreements. Let me say this again. I want you to use legal and contractual agreements. Are they investments? Yes, Will they cover your ass if something goes wrong? Yes. Okay. When you have a small business, even if it's an LLC where it's covered separately from you as a person, right? If it's an LLC, then your business is viewed as its own entity, right? So if something went wrong, the other business would sue your business, right? But you could lose 
everything. And it could be over a small disagreement. But if it wasn't put into a contract, then you really have a hard time having any leg to stand on, not to mention having to pay legal fees, right? Now, this doesn't apply as much with a giveaway. I still would advise having a contract. If you look at any big brands, do you think that they do a giveaway with an influencer without a contract? Absolutely not. They will do a contract every single time. And those giveaway contracts are very easy to purchase from a lawyer who has um, mocked up contracts already where you can just kind of plug and play. And those are usually relatively inexpensive. I just purchased a contract for a retreat that I'm doing. It was more expensive, right? So this is going to be a more robust contract, kind of like if you're doing a product collaboration, they're going to be more robust um, contracts. So you may be able to find one that you can plug and play and maybe you pay three or $400 for it. You may have to have someone create one for you. And maybe that's a thousand dollars. Maybe you have a friend who's a lawyer that you can trade with and that's great. I don't, unfortunately, but I want you to be prepared to cover the legal costs because they need to take care of you, right? They need to be fair but they need to establish expectations and protect you legally. It's really, really, really important. So I want you to make sure that this is top of mind for you. If you go into collaborations without contracts, that's a risk that you have every right to decide you're going to take. But I encourage you to keep it in your mind that as soon as I can afford it, I'm going to make this happen. And it's going to be a priority because it's an important part of protecting my business, right? Just like having insurance, right? You should never start a business without insurance. You need to have insurance from day one. You should be using legal and contractual agreements from day one, right? Now, this is the one thing that I can't advise you on, right? I'm not a lawyer. (laughs) So don't come for me with questions about what your contract should have inside of it, because I have a few things that are important. But again, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't give you legal advice. But I can refer you to a lawyer if you want to talk to somebody, okay? Then lastly, we've got communication and conflict resolution. So I want you to establish, establish, no, establish, I didn't need that much emphasis, (laughs) a robust communication plan to facilitate ongoing discussions, updates, and problem solving, right? So I talked a little bit about scheduling meetings, but you should also talk about what are you going to do in the interim, right? If you need to communicate, is it Instagram? Is it email? Is it Facebook? Is it text message? Is it phone calls? What works best for you guys? And discuss that, right? Figure that out. Where is our communication going to live? I like email because you can go back and easily have a record of it and you can really prioritize your time. When you're using social media to communicate about collaborations, it can get lost really easily and it can be a time suck because you're getting distracted every time you get a notification, right? So email is honestly my favorite and then it keeps it, you know, designated to work hours. So you want to make sure that you have that decided on and what, how you guys are going to collaborate in that way. And then I want you to to determine how frequently you're going to meet, like I said, to assess progress and address any issues that may arise. And then you want to create some kind of conflict resolution process to handle disagreements or disputes, right? So hopefully this doesn't come up, but it might, right? So I think 
you don't need to have anything crazy in place. But I think the best way to do this is just to say, hey, if I have feedback for you, how do you like to receive that? Super easy, right? That's what I would do with my staff when I had a large group or a large team um, in my corporate job is how do you like to receive feedback? Do you like it written? Do you like it in the moment? Do you like it at our meetings? Would you like it via text message? How do you like to have it? Do you need it sweetened with something positive as well? You know, what, what are your thoughts on that? And also letting them know that I'm absolutely open to feedback too, because I want to make sure that I am also, you know, meeting your expectations, right? So um, communicating with each other about opportunities for growth and also positive feedback is great, right? Make sure you mix both of those in there, especially if you do have something where you need to talk to them about a problem. This one is probably the hardest because it involves some conflict resolution, but it's better to address it while the collaboration is still going on than waiting until the end or just ending the collaboration and not doing it at all. And then just being like, oh, I'm not going to work with that person ever again. Because maybe it would have been great if you had just addressed this one thing, right? I want to give you an example of this. I worked with a charity um, with my coffee business who was not doing what I had asked them to do. So when we work together, I send them a very robust marketing plan. I do all of their social media um, posts for them. I put in captions if they don't have a social media team that they can plug and play captions. If they do have a team, then they use their own captions and their own posts. But if they don't, I provide that for them. I also do mocked up emails for them to send out. I send to them a schedule and then we have a meeting beforehand so we can talk about what the expectations are on both sides. So I had somebody who had a smaller following because we don't discriminate based on following. doesn't matter to us. And they were not doing anything that I asked them to do. And I was on their email list too. So I knew if they were sending out the emails, right? I always do that. I always get on their email list. They were not sending out the emails. They were not posting on social media. They did it once on the first of the month and our collaborations are two weeks long and they didn't do it, do anything else, nothing for at least seven days. So at that point, I knew I had to reach out to them because one, they're going to be disappointed, right? If they don't get the sales that they wanted. Two, we're going to be disappointed. And three, We've also wasted time, effort, energy, and money because we pay for artwork, custom artwork for each of these collaborations. So I reached out to them and I said, hey, can we hop on a call? Because I would really like to talk about the progress with the fundraiser. And so they said, sure. And so we did. And I was very honest. I said, hey, guys, we adore you. We love what you're doing. But here's the thing. We're not seeing many sales from your side because we're not seeing much promotion. And their response was, well, we didn't want to overwhelm people. And I said, that's your job. Right now, that's your job is to overwhelm people because only 4% of people who are following you are even going to see what you're posting. So your job is to overwhelm people. And that's why we provide the schedule that we do. And so I really encourage you to go ahead and do that and see what happens. And we'll update you every day and let you know where the sales are. Okay, so they were hesitant, but they agreed to do it for the next seven days because our promotion was halfway over. So they did it for the next seven days and I sent them an email every day. Now, was this a little above and beyond what I would typically do? Yes, but I wanted to encourage them because they probably had collaborations in the past that failed. And that's probably why they were reluctant to really go gung ho. 
but that's the only way that they were going to make money, right? And that we were going to make money. <laughs> so I checked in with them every day and I let them know how they were doing. And this group only had, I think, about 1,400 followers on Instagram and about the same on Facebook. So you can kind of surmise like how big their actual engagement was. It's not many people, right? And so in that seven days, they did $3,500 in sales. In the previous seven days, they had done like $75 or $76, right? So huge jump because they took what we asked them to do, what was proven to have worked, and they implemented it. They posted on social media every day. They popped in their stories every day and they sent out three emails that week and it worked. Okay. So that conversation was not easy to have. I did not love having it, but it paid off. So again, although those conversations can be difficult, they can also really turn around what you might think is going to be a poor performing collaboration. Okay. All right, so that is this week's episode. Here is your homework. I want you to do all these things, (laughs) okay? This is your homework. You've chosen a collaboration now, right? You've pitched this person. You've reached out to them, hopefully. And now I want you to chat with them about objectives and goals. I want you to define roles and responsibilities, allocate resources and investments, and then figure out what you're going to do with the legal and contractual agreements. And then after that, figure out how you guys are going to communicate. The conflict resolution maybe won't come at all, but if it does, it'll come later. If it comes right out of the gate, then you probably don't want to do this collaboration, right? So I want you to take some time, figure those things out. These things may take you a couple of weeks, and that's totally fine. Totally okay. Next week, I want you to know that I'm going to drop two episodes because we need to play a little bit of catch up um, from me taking a month off when I moved. So I'm going to drop two episodes next week. That does not mean that I'm here to rush you because I'm not. Listen to them when it feels right for you and when you feel like you're caught up and ready. If you have questions, as always, DM me on Instagram at jessica.guzikowski. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you immensely. And I will see you right back here twice next week. Okay. Bye-bye.